Now, Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and fill them with a complete love of you. Amen. Please be seated. church looks this way. We use red during Holy Week. The start of Palm Sunday is a celebration and then of course as the week goes on we get a little sadder and a little sadder until the church is empty and in black. This is the only time that it looks like this. Now we're not Pentecostal so nobody's going to dance in the aisles. No one's going to be slain in the spirit. We're not going to start speaking in tongues. This is an Episcopal church. So the question becomes, how do we invite the Holy Spirit into our lives? Now, I'm not going to do a lesson in theology. I'll leave that for Father Jeremiah next week when he talks about, when he preaches on Trinity Sunday. But let's think just for a moment. We've already heard about the relationship between the Father and the Son. I will remember you when I get to my Father. So that's two parts of the Trinity. Today we celebrate the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. God is the Holy Spirit. God is the Father. God is the Son. So the Holy Spirit is a part of the, a very important part of that Trinity. And what do we know about God? God is love. God gives us the purest form of love that exists anywhere. So, there are three types of love that I have come to. Oh, let's go back to scripture for just a moment first. I feel, I believe, that what we get from the Holy Spirit cannot be necessarily put into words. Even the author, from the reading of the Acts of the Apostles, talks about everything through simile. There was, a, from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, like the rush of a violent wind. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. They cannot really describe exactly what happened in that house. You had to be there to actually experience what happened amongst the apostles that day. Now, there are three types of love that we have come and we can easily identify. Love we expect, love we witness, and love that has absolutely no expectation. So let's look at the first one, love that we expect. A woman is pregnant, carries a child for nine months, and then at the end of that, after a very difficult time, a newborn babe is placed in the arms of the parents, the grandparents. The family gets to meet this child, and there is love that you cannot describe. You look at this little perfect person, or imperfect as it may be, and you are automatically infatuated and feel the deepest love that you possibly could. Could you really put that experience into words? No. 
the feeling is so overwhelming, in fact, that sometimes your heart, in that moment, your heart will leak a little bit and roll down your cheeks. Now let's think about a love that we can witness. I've been to plenty of weddings, as I'm sure you have, and guess what? When all the guys are standing up there and all the bridesmaids have come in and the flower girls put flower petals all over the place and the bridal march begins, I don't turn back to look at the bride. I like to look at the face of the groom. Think about what you see there as he sees his bride, the most beautiful he has ever seen her. And in that moment, his heart is so full of love that you can see it all over his face. That is the kind of love that we talk about when we encounter the Holy Spirit. Now, I would like to take you to an experience that I had. Imagine being a patient. You're scared, possibly alone. The room you are in is referred to as yours but people can invade this space in a moment's time, usually for unpleasant reasons. You can be awoken at four o'clock in the morning for somebody to come in to draw blood. Doctors enter your room to poke and prod and often talk about you as if you weren't even there. And all of this is done while you're wearing something that's so thin that somebody could kind of read your mind. Now let's go to the other side of that door. As a chaplain intern, I was expected to knock on that door. The person you see may be extremely sick, scared, and definitely vulnerable. You are requesting permission to enter this space with the hope of getting this person to open up about the vulnerability that they're experiencing. Your hope is to offer comfort and support. You only offer prayer after determining whether or not this person will appreciate it and accept it. While starting the conversation, it's tempting to lead the person, but it's better to let them steer the conversation and decide how much they want to open up, how much they want to share with you. I had lots of patients share information with me that I doubt they shared with their own priest or pastor. I heard stories about guilt, sobriety, abuse, fear, and more. I would reverently acknowledge the feelings being offered to let the person know that they weren't just heard but understood. I would often sit in the mess with them and just give them the opportunity to let go of those burdens, even if just for a little while. I offered no judgment, only compassion. I listened to people laugh, cry, and get angry about their situation. I held hands, shared tears, and prayed with them. I sat with families as they watched loved ones die before them. I would remind them of better times and lead their thoughts to better days during the course of a marriage or the childhood of their offspring. Now I'm sure you're wondering, what does this have to do with love? I carry the love of Christ in my heart everywhere I go. And my goal is to share that love with as many people as I can as often as I can, and Lord willing, for as long as I can. When you 
are in that moment and sitting in another person's messiness with their tears, you, are, you can't have anything but a reminder of the God that love has. His grace is what allowed me to be present with people in their vulnerable moments. And while simply acknowledging that vulnerability, I was able to share the love of God filling my heart with those that I encountered. Those are experiences that cannot be put into words. The feeling that you get when you don't expect, you, you expect to give but not receive anything. And instead, God through the Holy Spirit fills your heart until it feels like it's going to burst. We are all called to be the hands and feet of Christ on earth. We are meant to serve the vulnerable in their greatest time of need. And by doing so, we open up our own vulnerabilities, allowing the love of God to flow through us to someone else. Anyone you encounter when the situation is at its worst is when you are more likely to encounter the Holy Spirit. A moment when you know that if you had to talk to that person, your voice would crack and your heart would leap down your cheek. We have all been called to knock on doors, to be with someone in their vulnerability and their messiness, maybe not as often as a hospital chaplain intern, but it happens throughout our lives. What doors are you willing to knock on so that you can allow the love of God to flow through you and so that you can experience the Holy Spirit fully in your life?